Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Preacher. This is season two, episode two, Mumbai Sky Tower, written by Sam Catlin, directed by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, premiered June 26th of 2017. I gave this episode an 8.9 out of 10. I still enjoyed it as much as I did the previous episode. Unfortunately, I don't have the time or capacity today to do a scene by scene. So we are going to hit the broad strokes and we'll be back with scene by scene next week. Well, actually the week after, so we'll be taking a week off. Uh, next week of recording, FYI, see, you find out here before I posted it online. Uh, so... There will not be any uh, episodes next week. However, uh, if you want to leave feedback for the third episode, you would uh, send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. So I'm just going to go character by character. I think that's a lot. Um, well, first we can start with the Saint of Killers because that's where we start off the episode where it ended last week. We finally have uh, Tulip realizing that the entire anvil is gone it's off the map it no longer exists everyone that they know and loved are dead but this is um almost after or right before i can't remember one or the other or is it at the hotel i watched this episode some days ago so please excuse me but uh the state of killers rose up on jesse he uses the voice he is unsuccessful. How that feel? Very happy. <laughs> but he is uh, able to escape because there happens to be a gun rally. It's fucking Texas. <laughs> and everyone in the hotel is packing. So he's able to utilize them to shoot at his attacker. And they all lose their lives for it. Jesse really needs to stop using everyone else's cannon fodder. Fodder? Is that the word? Not sure. Um, but yes, uh, the scene in which <laughs> Tulip has to get on top of Cassidy as they're staring. Everything about the scene was hilarious. I love the beginning of it. The gun-toting people were great. But Cassidy recalls that. Um, that he saw Fior on television because now he works for a local Indian style casino. In a flashback going to Fior, he tried to kill himself after the loss of his life mate, DeBlanc. And he ends up instead getting a job <laughs> as a novelty act where he does kill himself on stage and then comes back to life. They track him down at this hotel. To speak with him about what do you know about this guy they're like yeah we uh we hired him to kill genesis aka jesse because we needed to handle the situation because you're running around thinking that this thing is for you and we keep telling you it's not cassidy trying to make it up to jesse for the whole um strip club incident says look i can convince fior to call off the state of killers let's just this guy's morose he's depressed let me go ahead and two supernatural people one to the other 
we're gonna have drugs and a whole party and read comics and be each other's best friends even though him and B- DeBlanc did not do those type of nasty things <laughs> and they even OD because they die like he's like I'm gonna give you it shouldn't be a lot and then he ODs and he comes back to life that's hilarious um meanwhile Jesse and Tulip decide let's get married and uh they seem to be into that and then they decide not to and i'm glad because i felt so bad when he came back and he told cassie cassie's trying to be happy for him but at the same time look on down from the bridge it's still Meanwhile, she catches the eye of someone at the casino that recognizes her. She doesn't want to tell Jesse about it. However, Cassidy, two best friends, <laughs> more so than Jesse and Cassidy in the comic book. I feel like they're the two best friends in the show. Um, and like here's some other shit that Jesse doesn't know because. The guy goes into the room. She's like, look, tell Carlos you didn't see me. All right. He's like, I got to tell him. So then they get in the fight. She's like so small (laughs) and he's like a giant and she's able to heal him. However, Cassidy has to help her hide the body. So this is another secret that they are keeping from Jesse and who's Carlos and what's that all about? Um while at the bar waiting to get hitched jesse realizes that if god like jazz he probably went to new orleans and that's where he's heading off to um he does tell fior in the end to find peace like he needs to stop dropping these monikers as if they all mean the same thing like he would think he would learn his lesson by now but he has not when the saint of killers comes to end the contract because i think that he was willing to end the contract until he saw that jesse was not going to stop that he was going to continue to use this power and abuse it at some point and he realized when the saint of killers showed up not only is the contract still valid he also decides to find peace by having the saint of killers kill him which he does because his gun is uh, has the power to kill supernatural forces that's why they went and got him in the first place and why DeBlanc is dead dead and he wanted to die with his love but he was forced to stay alive because he can't die he's an angel so he needed the saint to um to kill him so he found his peace but he did not give Jesse any and I, I love the the acting by Fiore he's one of my uh favorite characters in season one he always made me chuckle but the way in which jesse himself continues to be his worst enemy is what is really showcased in this episode his own arrogance his own need to the people the forces you know above they're kind of like okay but who are you (laughs) to think that you have the power to somehow subvert 
it's just an interesting balance between the two um i think that the santa killers is a great foe for jesse because like him he had a past in which he tried to be a better person and yet who he was at his core seemed to pull him back into once he no longer has those people around to keep him in check and right now jesse has those people in tulip and cassidy but it's very easy for him to lose track of that and we saw last season that he's prepared to um what's the word i'm looking for uh distance himself by not only distance himself but cut them like cancer from his life and make them feel as if they're the reason why it happened which is really fucked up so those are my thoughts on this episode as i stated i will have the full scene by scene on the third episode um as they get to new orleans because that's where they are heading and i think that's when the season really starts to like i I love these two uh, episodes they were back to back when they premiered so it was a two-parter and it was kind of like the second episode was the third episode so kind of part of the first uh the first part of the season i was kind of waiting to get to that second part i was like yeah this is when i was like let's let's pick our next destination and new orleans it is i wonder how they've been doing lately (laughs) i know i haven't checked in since katrina and um I, i bet you know what they probably did get hit a lot by the pandemic because it all of these like vegas the same all of these uh tourist attraction type of uh economies I should probably check in on them <laughs> like they're my family member but i haven't really heard about them much in the news so i'm curious we do have feedback from shy let's hear what she thought about the episode Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to talk about Preacher Season 2, Episode 2. This one is the conclusion. I had no idea this was a part two. I mean, two-part episode. Um, so, yeah, which makes sense. I mean, it ended on a cliffhanger. Um, but, yeah, this was part two to the premiere and um yeah it, <laughs> i mean obviously i knew justin wasn't gonna die but of course they chose a gross way for him to escape being gunned down in the middle of the street by having some poor guy just come out of nowhere <laughs> like, it's like i didn't hear a car approaching in the last episode so <laughs> So this big truck just comes out of nowhere and takes the bullet poor guy r.i.p um and then of course jesse just standing there like i don't know it's not gonna take much for me to um to figure out that i need to um to run for it but of course we got arrogant jesse who people come running out 
with their guns and thinking guns solve everything um yeah they're in texas so of course <laughs> so uh they get them so he commands them with genesis and ends up getting them all killed thank you jesse rp all the people so and of course he cassidy and tulip are able to escape that one dude man that is just the epitome of shock i mean he's literally walked in there in the vending machine room with no arm the arm shot off talking about he needed a soda (laughs) dude you have no arm do you not know this so thought that was the the most bizarre scene and of course jesse's trying to get i'm like just stop jesse (laughs) uh yeah he's uh he's he's gone he's not he's not with this mentally he's not with y'all so he's like shh be quiet be quiet <laughs> so they escape oh yeah then we find out what the the ganesh ganache uh, person was it was um fior and all right here's my thing and so i didn't know this um until this episode so that's why i when when i saw the Blanc, I always get his LeBlanc, the Blanc. Um, when I saw him get shot by the the um, Saint of Killer, Killer of Saints, Saint Killers, Killer of Saints, um, it didn't dawn on me that he wouldn't be able to reclone himself or reincarnate um, after he gets killed. I mean, it makes sense now that, um, but it, it, at the point, at that point. I wasn't thinking that he was dead dead because they always you know, get killed I mean get shot and get killed or whatever and they come back so um I didn't put two and two together like nope that was it once you get killed by this dude that's it so he's a killer of saints kill the saint um makes sense um uh, just didn't make that link my brain wasn't there until I heard your pocket I was like oh yeah yeah because again I wasn't yeah, didn't dawn on me. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, so I would have been a lot more sad if I knew that he was dead for real. <laughs> so it's like, or I guess he's back up in heaven. He's starting over again. I don't. I don't even know. How does that even work? So, but poor Fuhrer. He was so depressed that his best friend is gone, and he's trying to kill himself and can't do it. Um, he's stuck because the phone can't call the heaven to go back and so he's stuck existing in a life that he doesn't want to live and then he found a little bit of purpose with this um, Vegas act and um, yes and of course Jesse Cassidy and Tulip come upon him and uh, yes him and Cassidy have a very interesting time I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out what I, should I've been like rooting for them <laughs> as a couple or what? <laughs> I'm like, I guess, but bye is the best way it seemed. Like maybe they're both, or because I don't, I mean, Fear wasn't gay, gay, but I thought him and the Blanc had a thing and it was just weird. So, but then they kind of hinted at it in this one when Kat, him and Cassidy were talking. So, um, anyways, 
so of course um we meet up with a, a guy named Gary who is hired by Victor who happened upon Tulip who I guess Victor is looking for her and so that gives me eyebrow raising moment because I'm like mm, who is this Victor Tulip because as soon as you saw Gary you knew what was up and you was uh trying to figure out what was going on and so I'm thinking why do I get the feeling that Tulip might be married <laughs> like that's the twist because I'm like what else reason would she have you know to and that's another thing I that's another issue I have with her and Jesse's relationship you know for two people that I mean, they just to me they're I mean I, I'll I'm I'm gonna watch it obviously they're the appear to be the couple that the leads and this is their childhood sweethearts and blah 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 and this and that and the other they got this history I'm just not I'm personally not a fan of their relationship but I'll tolerate it because it is what it is um but it's just like she keeps so many secrets from this dude she doesn't tell him anything and to and that's just I don't know I just can't I have a hard time rooting for them as a couple when it's like she doesn't trust him enough to really confide in him to or to be open and honest with him about things so and she's always you know going to Cassidy for those types of things like to be truly herself she could truly be herself with Cassidy versus some of she holds a bit of herself back with Jesse and of course you know Jesse is a selfish self-absorbed type of guy anyway so it's kind of hard to completely you know root for him when he's like even now like what Fear was saying you know he's still using Genesis even though he knows that there's consequences to using it just like he used it in this episode and guess what everyone got killed so it's like and now he knows that the killer of saints is able to track him whenever he uses genesis do you think that's gonna stop him no so i don't know it's just frustrating so they're off to new orleans to find god because he had an epiphany that you know god loves jazz and what's the you know the epicenter of jazz is new orleans so or narlins as some would say so yeah that should be interesting that aspect of it of course fear um lets the killer of saints know where he's where they're headed so there's that i think he would have figured it out anyway just because again jesse is not gonna not use his use his power and they talk about did i i didn't talk about eugene in my season one premiere but I I'm I don't know why I'm holding out and they keep bringing him up so I'm like look if y'all not gonna bring Eugene back I need y'all to stop talking about him because I still feel sad that Eugene is in hell he doesn't deserve that and so and, and that and that's what makes it another reason why it makes it hard for me to like Jesse because you know he put this poor kid in hell he's stuck there and it's just it's hard I I, I like Eugene I thought he was a you know decent kid that's trying to get his life right and then you be out of a fit of anger you send that kid to hell 
<sighs> but then, yeah, we, oh yeah, I forgot Tulip finds out about the town finally. So of course she's sad about her uncle. And um, so that weighed on her this episode as well. Um, I didn't take any notes per usual. So I'm trying to go off memory. I watched it yesterday. So I think those are the main points that I wanted to oh yeah and of course the whole that whole act I'm like people are so sick I don't care if he comes back you know y'all think I mean y'all are literally watching someone get murdered and then he gets reincarnated even though he's willingly doing it uh, I'm not sitting in no show having blood get splattered on me and seeing guts oozing out of like oh my gosh people are so sick like oh golly even the guy that's doing the show he's just talking about you know how sick the world is and people that come because he was barely getting any audience and all of a sudden you you throw murder and stuff in there and everyone is lining up to watch the show even little kids like why are kids knowing about this show <laughs> so it's gonna be really interesting how they're gonna get out how they're gonna get rid of the killer of saints because he's immune to getting shot getting blown up getting ran over by a car um fire genesis doesn't work so obviously god is, is the only answer and of course fear is gone and he killed the blanc so those are the people that hired him so he's just gonna keep going and going and going yeah i like the terminator wasn't it cassidy says the terminator so uh i'm very curious how they're gonna you know get out of this mess um but yeah that's it so curious about that curious about victor so they're actually going tours where victor is so obviously we're gonna meet up with this character and find out uh tulips deep dark secret in regards to that why she killed gary i mean that scene was a little bit over the top um but uh, i'll we'll go with it um you know him not being able to find signal like really seriously um <laughs> anyway i that's all i got um, on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Um, I'm really sad I couldn't do a scene by scene on this one. But some of the things I clearly like Carlos, duh, that's first season. Victor was who I meant to call him the guy anyway. Um, but yes, some of the scenes like uh, I wish I remembered all the lines from the guns because they were hilarious i wonder if i ever did a, a review of this back in the day like a fool if i find it i'll link it in the show notes but it's probably horrible audio because <laughs> i know when preacher was out is when i first started um somewhere around thinking about the idea of a podcast and i was still learning <laughs> So, if I do link it and I did do it, don't judge me too harshly. Um, yeah, him not being able to find Signal, I was saying the same thing. Like, really? 
You what are you in the basement? No. Uh, the one guy that was in shock missing his arm. <laughs> that was funny because he really wanted that drink. <laughs> it's probably what he was thinking about when he got up to go to the uh, you know just to go to the vending machine. Had his gun ready. Heard some shots. Like why not? And yeah, Jesse did get saved by some random. I believe on the truck it, it was a homage to one of the. It was the name of maybe the drawer or the artist in the comic do not quote me it's been a while and um it was meant to be very something in the comic oh yeah i'm talking about i should write clear notes when i'm writing notes on your notes <laughs> on your feedback and like you i cannot talk today whatsoever and i'm just like i'm not fucking editing i'm just not doing it uh yeah it was meant to be something comic people would know when deblanc got shot like that was a big deal like holy shit but first season they wrote a lot for comic fans and not for people who were casually just tuning in but keep that in mind keep that in mind he has a very special gun and a weapon don't forget that saber he has cassidy his sexuality is very uh open one would say (laughs) um there's a word for it pansexual nowadays but fior himself is very innocent his bond with deblanc like that's why he was going with him he's like oh so you guys are like lovers you're best friends you loved each other and we associate that with sexuality of some manner or some sexual or romantic feeling but these angels they don't have that they're more of an ethereal bond like azaria fell and crawley and good omens even though i ship them and ship them hard um their love is not it's not in a human aspect of love so that conversation is just leading to that which i thought was pretty cool um is tulip married and yeah there is a past in tulip's past but keep in mind there's a past in jesse's past too um i think that when he went back home to texas to fix up that church that he didn't give her all the reasons why he was doing that and maybe if he had they would understand each other a little better so it's not just her with the secrets but it does uh, and i love that you already picked up (laughs) that with Cassidy Tulip can be more of who she is more authentically herself you know he supports who this woman is before him not you can be better you should want to be better why don't we be good um so yeah when you have those two things juxtaposed against each other you're going to have that um you're going to feel as if that relationship isn't as it should be in comparison despite how much longer they've known each other and how much more things they've actually been through because i'm guessing it's not all horrible things that's happened between them otherwise where why would the love even be sustained and you'll we'll learn more about their relationship the their past still has past in it that informs you on some of the decisions that both of them have made but it is a very toxic 
relationship. There's no getting around that. Um, between toxic people, to be fair, but there's uh, one part of that toxicity I ship a lot more than the other part. Uh, does Joe Ilgun's performance surprise you in this compared to Rudy? Because I watched, I believe, this show before I watched Misfits. Or maybe it was the other way around. I don't remember, but I don't remember hating him in Misfits either. <laughs> but he is a much more mature actor in this. I mean, and the, the comedy that he brings and some of the lines, just the things he does, he's just, he's fucking fantastic. Like, he really shines in this show. And he only continues to get, like, brighter as a goddamn diamond as time goes on him and tulip like i said tulip's uh i love tulip too love her but yes we will learn more about she didn't expect that they were going to go to new orleans and fuck now they're going to new orleans eugene you know jesse brings him up but that's not even his prime goal he wants to make god accountable <laughs> But he mentions Eugene as if like, yeah, I should really feel bad about that. But he really doesn't. I feel the insincerity. Once again, maybe the actor could have played it differently and I would have felt the sincerity. But because he doesn't, I don't. And I think last thought in the end, uh, Emily looked up to Tulip. I was thinking about her, about how she really wanted Jesse and then the way he treated her. And in the end, she saw someone that was worthy of her admiration, which was Tulip. And even Tulip was like, fuck that dude. <laughs> even she drew a line, like, you will respect me. And maybe if she hadn't killed Miles, they would have been good friends. Uh, even after she killed Miles. <laughs> I have a feeling that Tulip may not have held it against her. Like, well, you helped Cassidy and he's more my friend than Miles ever was. So there is that. Um, if you want to send feedback on our next episode, blackrockcouch.gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, black or magic. <laughs>